Today is Saturday, January 1st, 2022, the first day of the new year. We're still dealing with a never-ending pandemic, unnecessary divisions in our country, zodiac signs not giving us any direction in life, and I have no friends because the person who I thought was my friend exploited my mental health for their enjoyment. So screw you, 2021. It's a new year now. Life is a movie, and I gotta pick a genre. What's the, what's the genre, you ask? A western. And what's something like a western? Professional wrestling, of course. It's like the Wild West, where cowboys ride off into the sunset. Bad guys run wild. And for every high noon somewhere in the world, there's always time for romping and stomping. Without further ado, it's the Fred Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast with your host, Black Hat Sammy. That's moi. And welcome to the tutorial level known as Episode 1. In this episode, I will introduce myself and my love for professional wrestling as I throw my hat into the ring with this venture. I will also discuss how I am going to operate and other, and my ambitions and goals. By the time of recording, Alabama won themselves, well, not just Alabama, Alabama and Georgia won themselves a trip to Indianapolis, Indiana for another championship game featuring the unbearable Southeastern Conference. Wrestling Twitter just went on a full-on battle last night regarding diversity in wrestling. And not just wrestling, but a certain promotion. AEW, that is. And I'm just getting started with no intro, no art, no budget, just me. Like Ricky Bobby in that last race in Talladega. In Talladega Nights. Just me and the Panther. And so, without further ado, let's get started. Now it's time to learn a little bit about myself. And my fandom for professional wrestling. Ever since I was born in Central America around the mid to late 1990s, wrestling has been a huge part of me and my family as we also loved video game and sports. But it's wrestling that kept us together. It's wrestling that we just couldn't shut up about. Especially my mom talking about The Rock's backside. So much, it was, it was to the point that... The Rock was my mom's favorite wrestler, and she hated Triple H for being such a naughty, naughty boy. Yet, I'll always remember the sound of the Spanish announcers serenading the house before their table broke into smithereens, as I unfortunately fell asleep because I was very young at the time. And I also remember playing with a miniature WWE wrestling ring as a toddler. And it brought me so much joy because it was just a part of like what I saw on television, but at my house. I love that toy so much. That wrestling fandom followed when our family migrated to Florida in the 2000s as we saw the ruthless aggression era blossom with our own very eyes and experienced the highs and lows of that time period. As our family moved northward along the Atlantic coast of the state, so did wrestling. As John Cena, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and Triple H were on our television screens often. And boy, was it good to hate Chris Jericho as he played the bad guy in the late 2000s and early 2010s. I just loved it when he had that suit on and looked like a goddamn Canadian businessman who hated everything. Man, it was fun to hate Chris Jericho. I hated him so much, I actually loved the guy for it. But then, as I was in middle school and high school, wrestlers like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Big E, AJ Lee, Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder made me love wrestling even more, and I would make tuning in on Mondays and Fridays my mission because I was so hooked on their stories. I was so compelled by their character work. Even though it's like not the best character work on earth, it's just like, I just 
those guys, I mean, I would like, I would definitely root for those guys and against those guys. It was also around this time that I would begin to acknowledge the impact and importance of the golden era and attitude era was to wrestling. As I progressed through high school while Brock Lesnar returned to the Fed, FCW somewhat turned into NXT. And it was compelling to watch because I got to see Bray Wyatt and his crew, Bo Dallas, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Paige did their thing and dominate the brand. While I was introduced to Dean, Roman, and Seth, beating up on my childhood heroes dressed up like they just came straight off a Dog the Bounty Hunter episode. But right after I graduated high school, something happened. Something big happened. wouldn't say it's life-changing, but it would start to forever change the perception I would have on wrestling. Alright, now this is the part where I'm gonna like be jumping all over the place. So, bear with me. In the summer of 2016, a shift happened. Over the time I've been watching wrestling from 2014 through 2016, I noticed that other promotions that were producing a lot of noise to the point that, like, to the point where WWE had to get some of these figures, like Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, they grabbed them from outside of the company and made them into their own. And it was to the point that I had to check it out for myself. I had to see what the fuss was about. My primary, Even my primary source of wrestling news at the time had their own bloody promotion. And were booking Kurt Angle, one of my childhood heroes. And they also wouldn't shut up about Kazuchika Okada, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Hell, there were even basketball memes of Kenny Omega and the Bucks kicking AJ Styles off Bullet Club at the time. KD left Oklahoma City for Golden State. The meme was Kevin Durant as Kenny Omega posing with the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks were like the two stars of the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry. And AJ Styles who was like down like who was down sitting as like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks pose. Um, AJ Styles was Russell Westbrook. And that was, like, kind of, like, the point where, of course, I had to, like, check it out for myself. WWE brought in guys like Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi as well. And they came and left, and so I had to follow along and see what they were up to. Little did I know, I was getting intrigued by the stuff outside of WWE. And it dragged me into New Japan, British wrestling. And I watched... ROH and Impact more often, as I also kept watching WWE in a time where SmackDown was doing oh so well in 2016. For that summer of 2016 to the spring of 2017 when they had Mania over in Orlando, it was just a great time for me to be a wrestling fan. And then of course Kyrie Sane arrived that same year, and while, while I was already in love with them, with Asuka and her run as NXT Women's Champ, how she was just undefeated and unbeatable in NXT. I started to watch Kyrie Sane on NXT constantly right after Asuka got moved up. Yushirai also arrived the following year, and Tony started making appearances um, for the company the year prior in both Mae Young Classics in 2017 and 2018. And it gave me a taste of what women's wrestling outside of America was all about. 2018 was also the same year Kenny won 
the title from Kazuchan, Chan, um, Zack Saber Jr.'s pet name for Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> and it made my heart full, but I was also distraught at the events of the Bullet Club Civil War that was ongoing between Cody and the Nightmare Family, before it was like the Nightmare Family in AEW, and the Elite before the Firing Squad did their thing along with their along with um with their dad Haku um or uncle I can't remember but it was Tom Tonga, Tonga Loa and Haku kicking off like the elite of Bullet Club in the Cow Palace just outside of San Francisco. And oh man, that was just like I hated to see that, but the wrestling fan in me was just so excited to see that happening and see where the Young Bucks, where the Elite was going next after that. And that year, that summer, I was so invested in what the Elite was doing. I'd watch BT constantly, including the behind-the-scenes look of All In, their pay-per-view they did, um, I think that August or September, around that time. And once they made the announcement of a new wrestling promotion in the January of 2019, New Year's Day 2019, I was all in for All Elite. Also, I apologize if my voice is, like, being too quiet. Like, I haven't had enough rest over the past couple of weeks. And also, I would also I apologize for kind of blowing into the microphone as well because... Sometimes wrestling just makes me laugh, and like that blowing into the microphone is just me laughing at like some of the memories I just like think of while watching while while watching wrestling. So, nah, where was I? Oh yeah, the early parts of twenty nineteen passed, and it was a dark time in my life, as I took a hiatus from the volunteer job that I loved so much at the local high school I went to. And I was at the point to call it quits in my life because I was just dealing with so much loss. Loss of friendships, loss of like loved ones, loss of pets. But I needed something to grasp on and wrestling did the trick for me. I was inspired by Kofi's run to the title at Mania 35 where he fought off... Um, Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson, to win that title. And it showed me that you can do many things. You can do a lot of things, even when there's when there are a lot of obstacles against you. And just like seeing Kofi Kofi persevere for like for like all these challenges just like gave me gave me like a second error, to say the least. Wrestling was also exciting at that time due to the fanfare of a new company of the horizon, that being AEW, as well as everywhere for that matter. I'll admit, it was fun seeing Naito's crew of LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón, Jay White and Bullet Club, and Suzuki Gun making New Japan a living hell for everyone who worked against them. It even made Okada dye his hair red and carry a red balloon with him. I was also very invested on AEW over the summer, that summer of 2019, and since I was very interested in women's wrestling, I had to check out what Britt Baker, oh, my bad, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, 
Riho, Yuka Sakasaki, and Hikaru Shida were all about. Dr. Britt was very green with an upside, and I couldn't wait to see her develop as a star in the company. But AEW made me fall in love with Yoshi Wrestling even more by introducing me to even more stardom and this little thing called Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling. Whereas, Yoshi, whereas the Yoshi world I knew in 2016 was crazy. The Yoshi world I watched from 2019 onward is just absolute bedlam in Granny's little handbasket. I enjoy seeing Maki Ito being an absolute madwoman wrestling against wrestlers who were better than her on paper. I saw her match against Thunder Rosa, her match against Aja Kong, and her match against um her tag match against Mako Satamura. Um the tag match against Mako Satamura is what made me fall in love with her because she went against like one of the most respected Yoshi legends out there. And you just have like Maki Ito with like with less years of experience just go to absolute war against against Mako Satamura. And I just enjoyed that match so much. I also got to see smaller wrestlers like Yuka Sakasaki, Natsumi Maki, or Natsupoi, and Rikasaki beat up on opponents, sometimes bigger than them, and sometimes they just like beat them not with relative ease, but they they look so fluid. Beating these opponents. I also took pleasure in seeing Kamiyu poking people in the eyes. That's always fun. Hanakamura and Jungle Kiona doing their thing in in um in TCS, the Tokyo Cyber Squad. And seeing along with that, seeing Hana's feud with Julia. And I enjoyed that feud so much. It actually got me hooked on stardom and made me watch stardom even more frequently. Of course, I saw Sheeta's older work as well, and her work with Shuri in Makai, where they combine wrestling and theater into one, it was amazing. And she was the first female wrestler I was truly a fan of in AEW when AEW got started, because she's very talented, she loves playing video games, and she's also a very good wrestler. Unfortunately, the horrible year known as 2020 happened. And it sucked for everybody. A pandemic happened. Hannah passed too soon. Just as I was starting to like fall in love with her. Evil betrayed Naito. And Evil joining Bullet Club. And made Hiromu lose all his remaining sanity. Due to the fact that Evil works for the same guys who abused their old Hiromu's stuffed cat just for sport. And the wrestling world was in limbo. But it was also an innovative time for the industry as it had to improvise. And it made good on that by making content with the limited resources, the limited resources it had. I did enjoy John Moxley carrying AEW on its back. Well, on his back, FDR making their debut, Brody Lee and the Dark Order and their bits on VTE. Never mind, gonna forget that on Chili's bit, where like they got the Chili's endorsement.
and Brody's Lee said, like, literally yelled out, like, and and freaking barbecue sauce. Even though he didn't say freaking, but he said, like, a word that I don't want to repeat. I'm trying to make this as PG-friendly as humanly possible. Adam Page during his drinking phase. Julia having a hell of a run with the white belt. And Lulu Pencil trying to get herself a win. Seeing Lulu Pencil wrestle that year was a lot like you're playing Punch-Out!, but instead of like being Little Mac and going to the top with Little Mac, you're playing as Glass Joe. And the first level, you're, play you're fighting Mike Tyson. And I mean, sometimes like, a lot of times Lulu Pencil would just like flat out lose. But it's the fight in her and I enjoyed seeing the fight in her so much. Love, it's a true underdog tale. And I really enjoyed watching Lou Pencil trying to get that first win throughout the throughout much of the year. It's kind of a lot like us trying to like have something good in 2020 for how horrible that year was. But late in 2020, as the year as the year closed, I saw someone who caught my eye, and that someone is. Tall Saya herself, the Golden Phoenix, Saya Kamatani. Sure, Saya was only wrestling with a year of experience as she was transitioning from being an idol to becoming a full-time wrestler over at Stardom. But she is such a hard worker on the ring, and she performs with not a ship on her shoulder, but a boulder on her shoulder, along alongside with a heart on her sleeve every time. And despite her botches early on, she just presses on and works to perfect her craft. And that's what I loved so much about her. I also love that she is such a badass, especially in her press conferences. Her press conferences for me are just so much fun to watch because Saya did not take, doesn't, well, she didn't take nonsense from anybody. She doesn't take nonsense from anybody, and she'll continue to do that as long as she, as for as long as she wrestles. I just couldn't get enough of her hitting Micah constantly, as they have a rivalry with one another. She confronted Unagi, and like they had like a little hair pulling match at at, um, at a press conference last spring. She slapped at Tommy after Tommy told Saya that she wasn't good enough. Or at least um, that's what I got. that's what I got. She also grabbed Natsupoy by the hair when, um, before the three way between Natsupoy, Himika, and and Saya, for an opportunity to go against Simon for her white belt. She chased Julia after Julia and Shuri had some pleasantries to share after a match between Saya and Utami, her partner, and I. Cannot forget the time where Saya kicked and slapped Tamu across the ring at their Yokohama Cinderella match last summer. That's the match that truly that I truly fell in love with Saya because she with like the with like the time she had going against Tamu, one of like Stardom's most popular wrestler. It's kind of like the moment that I felt that yes, she belongs. She belongs. And 
go get her, Saya. So that's like, that's kind of like why, I don't know, man. It's just, she's just so amazing. I still watch and somewhat genuinely enjoy WWE, despite my issues with their current product and how they do business. But now I appreciate wrestling in general so much more as I watch AEW, New Japan, Stardom, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, and literally anywhere for that matter that I just would love to express myself about it. And this is my story with wrestling and how it started out in a large apartment in Panama City in the Republic of Panama, starting out with Triple H and The Rock to another apartment in Florida, where now I have a broader scope of the international wrestling landscape with Carnage and Chaos being the one constant throughout time. Also, Lucha Libre is so much fun to watch. Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is an absolute madman. AJ Styles will forever be known to me as a beat-up John Cena guy. And Ethan Page is an absolute beefcake and a Canadian heartthrob. Mmm. Now... How am I going to operate? First of all, I will discuss wrestling. Primarily AEW and WWE and some wrestling from Japan like New Japan, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, Stardom. Hopefully I will discuss some DDT, some Pro Wrestling Noah. But my resources and um, my financial resources are pretty limited. So I don't necessarily have a subscription to start to like um, to DDT subscription service, Stardom sub subscription um, service, New Japan World. So I mean, so but I'll I'll read about what goes on over there. For the time being, I'm testing the waters as well as I'm doing both a podcast and a live stream. And I'm trying to like see if I can do both or which one's better for me. The plan is to have a podcast released every Friday along with a live stream on that same day from evening to midnight. In an ideal world, I would have a podcast released and or a live stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But it'll be challenging for me to work on this podcast while I finish my last semester at the university I'm currently in. I'll do my best to try to do a pay-per-view preview episode on the morning of the pay-per-view. Or maybe like the morning of the day before the pay-per-view. And Mondays for like a summary of the pay-per-view. But rest assured, once I finish my bachelor's degree, I'll be all over the place with content for y'all. Again, my resources are limited, so I apologize if my content is not necessarily the best, but your support and feedback is greatly appreciated nevertheless. I want to take this project to places, like, many places. It could be, like, okay, could be Daytona Beach or maybe Japan or, like, I just want to, you know, I just want to see where the road would take me. I would love to interview wrestlers, personalities, and, like, within the industry, like, journalists, and, um, like, journalists, promoters, bookers, all that nature. 
And I would love to grow not only as a brand, but also as a person. I'm 24 years old, and I have to do something in my life. Jimmy Eat World sang it best. I can't just live my life standing in the back and just looking around. I'm on my feet, I'm on the floor, and I'm good to go. And all that's missing is to hear a song I know. I want to always feel like a part of this was mine. I want to fall in love tonight. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the first episode of Romp and Stomp Podcast. For now, you can find this podcast only on Apple Podcasts. But eventually, I'm going to have it, it at available not only at Apple Podcasts, but also at Spotify and wherever podcasts are sold eventually. But for now, Apple Podcasts would do. You can find me on Twitter and, inst- and Twitch at Black Hat Sammy. I will do a live stream today on Twitch starting at 5 o'clock in the evening slash afternoon Eastern Standard Time. We all can hang out and chill and talk about whatever comes to your mind as long as it doesn't involve politics. Please, I am trying to take a break from that God-forbidden thing. Maybe I'll do a reaction podcast on WWE's Day 1 pay-per-view. But now, but for now, this will have to do. It's a new year. We're in Mania season. That means the Royal Rumble is right around the corner. And pointing at the WrestleMania sign is going to be very frequent. I can't watch Wrestle Kingdom because my school's president hates us all. To hell with this pandemic and anyone who exploits somebody else because of who they are or because what they're dealing with, they shall be damned. Thanks for tuning in to the Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast. This is Black Hat Sammy, and I'll see you at the other side of the sunset. Just leave the thumbtacks at home, please, for God's sakes.